SEO this week. Hey, everyone, welcome to SEO this week. This is episode 132. We're going to do talk about some on page, a um, the press play feature from Google, uh, some no follow stuff. Uh, hopefully, that will, um, you know, get the juices flowing for testing and maybe some new pro- uh, content promotion, etc. So, I hope you're ready for that. We got 10 sites to or stories today. Don't worry, it doesn't. It's not really that bad because um, most of them are just like, "Hey, point of fact, this is you know what's going on." Uh, and then a couple of cool ones with the data, etc. So we'll look at those, and then I'm going to do another, uh, you know, 1,000 meter overview site audit, as it were, for someone that requested on my uh, Facebook feed. So we can we'll knock that out. As always, if you guys want a side out or something, uh, you know, one of these versions of it, it's a, it's a light version, uh, down and dirty. But if you want to want one of those, hit me up on Facebook or the YouTube channel, and um, and and we'll we'll knock it out for you on the show, which is cool because everyone gets to learn and you get some free advice for whatever it's worth. <laughs> Uh, so with that, let's start sharing my screen. And as always, I'll just share the whole desktop. So if you guys let me know when you see the car, uh, or if you see the car, since I'm by myself. And stupid delay i'm gonna assume you guys can see the car so anyway so let's go to the stories here we are okay again if you guys don't know if it's first time watching or listening a uh the entire episode all links are available on the site so you can click to anyone if you want and just kind of get your own opinions going for it. And with that, I will go ahead and get started. And let's see. First one, search engine roundtables, uh, Google. You can remove links from redisfile file and those links count again. This is pretty interesting. I don't know why you would want to do it. I guess from a black hat perspective that you, you know, you get a manual penalty, you throw everything in a disavow, you lose your rankings because you, know, you threw everything in a disavow. Uh, and then uh, the penalty gets lifted and then you come back later, uh, sometime later and remove those links and get and recrawl them and get the credit back and get your rankings back. I get, that's a, that's a theory behind uh, why you would want to do this. Uh, another one would be you get paid someone to do this disavow uh, and they created a another issue or maybe they disavowed some links that you personally created and you know that they're good or you think that they're good and you want to get those removed and you can go ahead and, and knock that out. I think the key here would be, uh, one, don't disavow them if they're good in the first place. <laughs> and, and two, uh, if you do that, you have to recrawl those links uh, after you remove it from the disavow file. It's probably a good idea to use a tool like Link Research Tool. They have a disavow recrawler uh, that does it, or you can just find an indexer and, and drop those in there a few times and just make sure Google's recrawling everything and reprocessing your disavow file. Um, 
but specifically if you're just gonna you're gonna bring some back then i would recrawl those uh, specifically and get the credit back for it again that being said i've never actually gone through that process where i you know i remove links and then this via disavow and then tried to get them back uh, so that'd be an interesting thing to test to see if it's actually working there were some people on twitter saying and then a couple other places saying that they've done it or they claim that they've done it and then uh, never saw a return of the rankings, which is completely possible. Uh, but my guess would be that they forgot the whole step of getting Google to recrawl it. And once Google's bots said, hey, these don't matter anymore, then they stopped paying attention to it in, re in regards to your site. Uh, so definitely something to test for sure. Uh, next is search engine land and Google doesn't pass PageRank on no follow links, but you still see them in the search console, which is, you know, which begs the, or begs to ask the question, if they're not useful, then why am I seeing them? If they're not counted against me, then why are they are showing in here? Especially when Google, uh, talking heads tout that Google search console only shows you the links that they seem, deem are important to your website. So if that link is important to your website and it's sort of search console, but you're saying no follow links, don't pass juice, that kind of doesn't mix match, right? It doesn't, you know, that doesn't add up. Um, I can tell you that you can rank pages with the just no follow links, uh, depending on where they're, where they're coming from. Uh, a lot of authority sites are no follow. YouTube is a great example. It's no follow, but you can rank pages using uh, the description links inside of YouTube. Uh, this, the comments in YouTube are no follow for external links as well, but you can rank the you can rank pages with those, uh, or you can rank your channel by doing comments to the channel in your or comments on other people's channels or videos. Uh, linking to your channel those all are are, are no are are do follow links because they're internal so um, something really uh, is you know just not adding up uh, i've always wanted to do a uh, a scientific test as it were uh using kyle's and ted's methodologies of just doing no follow links and i know that kyle has done some with saa where he was testing uh, blog comments and just blasting the crap out of stuff um and I don't remember the exact results with that. I think it moved the needle a bit um, up versus down, which is good. So uh, I think there's a really good test here. And I also believe that the no follow identifier is probably being, for the most part, ignored uh, when it comes to passing, when it comes to link juicing and ranking. So I think a no follow link is telling the bots, hey, don't go any further which is fine. They're like, okay, I won't go any further, but I'm still going to give you credit for having this link credit either being bad or good, depending on how you look at it. Um, so I think it's, uh, it's definitely something worth testing. And if you guys have any tester of, uh, you know, test that yourself, I certainly would be interested in hearing your opinions on it. Next is a uh, update from Google. It's, press plays, find and listen to podcast episodes and search. I think it's pretty cool. Um, if you're dependent on ad revenue for your podcasts and you need them to go to your website or your, the place wherever you're hosting, I put mine on SoundCloud. So it's no big deal for me. And I can submit to Google play here and it'll be perfect and just get more exposure. Right. Um, but some people 
might not like the idea of having their uh, podcast on here, but I think it's a great way to get new uh, exposure for your podcast or for your business. Um, especially if you don't, on general searches, if you can optimize it for, in, like our case, SEO podcast, put SEO this week and SEO fight club in there and that'll be work really well. Right. Uh, I have to get that knocked out really quick because there'll be uh, other people that watch our shows and, and copy what we do uh, down to even the platforms that we use to stream. So uh, I will uh, get that fired up pretty quick. And I think it just gives another opportunity for people to, uh, to hear what you say. Uh, if you don't have a podcast right now, I would actually suggest uh, doing it. It's there's it's really easy. You're already writing content for the most part. So why not just read it out loud? Uh, and, you know, it's a 10, 15 minute comp podcast and people are fine with that. I have listened to plenty of 10, 15 minute comp podcasts. And I actually prefer the short ones versus the uh, um, there's a couple that I listen to that are like four hours long and there's no way I can listen to the entire episodes. Right. So, uh, I, I want blow and, and get that all going in my head and figure out what's, what's being talked about. But, uh, I, you know, 10, 15 minute podcast would be perfect for you. Uh, I know that there will be spammers going ahead and trying to mess with this already. Uh, one that I know of, you know, her first thought was, well, how do I submit podcasts so I can put, put thousands of them? Well, you know, I'm not sure that that method is going to work, but hey, you can knock yourself out and try it. Um, and it may just remove this feature from search uh, if it's abused, but, you know, at, at a minimum, give it an effort with your content and do some good things with it. The black hat says, go ahead and spam the hell out of it, by the way. <laughs> uh, if you can, if you can figure it out, just, uh, uh, you know, do what you got to do. All right. Search engine roundtable again is uh, Google My Business is currently unable to transfer reviews. I think this is really important, especially if you guys are running into situations where uh, a legit business or maybe even your one of your lead gen maps gets suspended. Uh, typically what you could do Back in the day, is it that one suspended? Uh, you create a new one, same information, etc. Update it, make it nice, get it approved, and then um, call Google and they'll transfer the reviews that you have on one to another. And another legit way is let's say you change your business name from Olympia SEO to Digital Ear, like I did. I called them up and they transferred all my Olympia SEO. Uh, reviews to my digital air map and I'm good to go. Well, they can't do that right now. So uh, don't depend on it until you hear from Google saying that it's working again. Uh, my guess is it's probably low on the total pool of priorities considering all the other drama that they got going on with the map system right now. Um, so, you know, just be careful when you're playing with those. We've lost, I've lost, uh, you know, legitimate, maps where we had you know a hundred uh probably what was a total like 300 plus reviews combined on our, on our set of maps uh and we have it's legit businesses business licenses leases signs everything uh and they got caught up in the uh, in the madness of google's cleaning uh, whether that was completely google's thing or somebody else's uh, just being a douche and, and reporting my maps because I wear a black hat. 
who knows? But you know, they Google it got caught up in it. Google suspended us. We got them all back uh, naturally, and they're all ranking <laughs> again. And that only took us probably about three days. But um, you know, the reviews we had to regenerate and reach out to our clients or customers, and uh, they all came back and, and left their legitimate reviews again. So. Um, that is what it is, but it's just a hassle. So you want to be careful when you're tanking around with maps right now. Uh, this one's undistilled is how to do change detection with Screaming Frog and Google Sheets. A lot of people talk about Screaming Frog. Uh, there's a couple of other SEO shows, you know, oh God, just this is my new thing that I use. It's a crawler, just, you know, it gives you a lot of information. You use Screaming Frog, Xeno, Sitebulb, Website Auditor. Uh, they pretty much all do the same thing. This is another application for that. You can plug in, uh, you know, compare and contrast two different version exports from uh, Screaming Frog using this system. And it'll show you, you know, this stuff in here and specifically it gets changed. This is good if you are monitoring the work of, monitoring the work of your team or you have employees that are working on your website or you have other agencies or just someone else has access to the website and you want to see the big changes that could significantly uh, hamper your, your efforts to rank that website. Uh, H1, H2, title tag, and meta descriptions and URLs are probably the biggest things, right? So uh, it's good to be able to see that on the fly. You just run it. And there's a copy of the sheet on how to do it in the exact directions. It really doesn't take all that long. Uh, and you can just keep this uh, ongoing sheet going for, you know, as long as you want to run it once a week or, you know, once a month or whatever, just to see what's going on. Uh, and it's really handy. If you have an SEO agency and you want to know if they're doing uh, some changes on your site, uh, this is also a good way to do it. But, you know, the reporting should take care of that for the most part. Um, but, you know, if you just want to see what's what's happening and how you're being represented, this is a cool thing to do. So I would check that out. And the direction, again, the directions are right there. It's crazy simple. Uh, another one is uh, using Google Data Studio to build the PageSpeed dashboards. I will tell you that I don't use PageSpeed Insights. Don't like it. Never, I ha I've never liked it. It's part of a failed program. PageSpeed Insights is actually, or PageSpeed uh, was actually a CDN. PageSpeed Insights was designed to support that CDN and say, look how fast we can get you. Uh, as with anything, Google tested it out. And they found that their CDN actually slowed down websites significantly. I put it, uh, I put it on like 30 different websites uh, and every one of them, it slowed down. And when you email the, the support, well, yeah, that happens. Well, it, you know, a CDN is supposed to speed up the site and make it work better. Right. And in this case, I didn't do that. So, uh, and PageSpeed Insights is just another broke tool based off of that. And there's a, several reasons for it that I think, but one is a test for 3G for everybody. Uh, and it doesn't tell you where you're being tested from. So if you have a website in uh, San Francisco and the test servers in New York, but your target market's in San Francisco, that doesn't do you any good. If you have uh, a site in the UK and it's hosted in, but it's hosted in, you know, Dallas, then it does not, it's not going to do you any good because you're not being, you're not able to see uh, what your users are going to see and how that in relation is to search. I've been doing page speed optimization service for quite some time. As a matter of fact, I was one of the first people to do it. 
before everyone else came on and jumped the board and became instant experts. Um, and, and I'll tell you that, you know, this tool right here is a piece of junk. So uh, if you want to use this and your clients are hooked on this, unfortunately for you, I'm sorry, <laughs> here's a report that you can kind of show them a little bit before you bring them on to something else. And that's a uh, webpagetest.org. And I'll show you that in a little bit. I'm actually going to look at this a little bit closer, see the template and see if I can pull and create a dashboard based off of webpagetest.org information, uh, which I think will be a lot more useful to everybody. And you don't get hooked on this. Again, you can get 100 and 100 and still have a page, a website that loads in five seconds. So it's not fast. The users hate it. doesn't work on the phones, but I got 100 and 100 according to Google. Uh, and I've seen some other ones where, you know, in the 90s, still loading in three or four seconds. So um, it's not an effective measurement, in my opinion. Uh, say it for what it's worth. But going back on, here's the, some more data dashboard stuff. Again, this is a really cool template. Um, and I think it shouldn't be that hard for me to figure out the pulling the data sources from webpagetest.org and firing it up. There's also an API over at webpagetest.org and I've, you know, I'm figuring that out too. Uh, if I can pull all this stuff in and throw it into uh, Data Studio, I think it'll be very helpful for everyone. So look out for that. Uh, let's see, SparkToro. If you guys don't know, Rand Fishkin's got this new business now, SparkToro. Not really sure <laughs> what they're doing, what they do. I looked into it once, but uh, frankly, it just kind of, didn't interest me at the time but that being said he did this presentation over at uh, one of the latest conferences probably in the middle it was around on or around june 11th is when i first saw the the study that supports a lot of this here and what he's talking about is less than half of the google searches are now resulting in a click uh not resulting yeah, okay. <laughs> Less than half the Google searches now result in a click. More to the point, uh, your traffic, people are more likely to stay on uh, Google because of zero click searches. Um, and it's an assumption based off of, you know, is feature snippets showing, et cetera, and how do you test that if they're actually clicking, et cetera. So um, I think that this information is still actually pretty good. Uh, and it's actually timely when you're talking about the um, looking at antitrust. And here's one thing that you should be doing. First, leverage and do what you can right now to get as many featured snippets as you can. If you don't get any traffic from it, it's okay. You get some branding. You've answered the question, which is typically where those feature snippets pop, right? Uh, is is questions. You're the person that provided the answer when the when the searcher needed it at the time, and they'll remember you. Hopefully, they'll remember you uh, for doing that. But don't ignore organic because you see organics is is right there, and then paid ads. You know, if you want to. Um, when it comes to antitrust, what I think is now here, here's my belief and kind of take it with a grain of salt because I'm not a lawyer. Fair use says that I can, if I want to, I can legitimately take this paragraph, throw some quotations around it and post it on my site and say, ta-da, 
uh, especially in a blog. That's fair use. I can do the same thing with the image. I can, you know, I can download it or if, if it's not turned off, I can just host it right off of the site and I can use it as part of my pieces of content to support my content in theory. Uh, that's fair use. All I got to do is really cite it. And I've met the standard of fair use. Google is doing that with featured snippets. So they're taking uh, this section right here, and they're taking that image and throwing in featured snippets and they're putting a link and they're saying, ta-da, we've cited it. What they're also doing is monetizing those search results, the exact search results where the featured snippet is. So now they're using my content for commercial purposes. Uh, so I think that'll be a, an interesting question for the DOJ and for antitrust people. Uh, I know one of our clients is involved in some litigation in, in regards to some of that type of stuff. Uh, so they've reached out to their attorneys to see if that's, do they have some ground under the ground legs to stand under that fair use thing? Um, so I think it's, it's pretty interesting. Like, and if I did it for a research paper, if I wrote a book, um, I monetize the book, I'm selling it. So technically fair use does that apply with the internet. Uh, and how far can Google go with taking this? Um, I know that Google was sued over taking excerpts from books from authors and putting them up and Google said, Hey, that's okay. Or the, the, the law or the, Lawsuit result was that Google said that Google was totally they were okay doing it, um, but then again, I didn't remember seeing any Google ads on those things, so it wasn't monetized. So it's that fair use. They're not monetizing other people's works, um, but in this case, they are. So certainly a, a great question. If it is that case, then you know, hopefully uh, the zero click searches issue will go away. And then what does that do to, to Google voice? So uh, a lot of data in here kind of supporting, you know, where the zero click stuff is again, right now, take advantage of it, go after it. Um, he does bring some DOJ questions, that same conversation that I just had with you guys. Uh, he panels that a little bit around and then there's some notes, et cetera, to how they came up with that. So I would check it out. And then look at the jump shot uh, and see if it's something that you can leverage for your website metrics and traffic stuff. Um, pretty interesting. I'm not using it right now, but it's still, it's certainly something to, to look at and see what you can do with it if you have a scale. Uh, next is distilled. We've been talking about FAQ schema probably for the last, well, hell, I don't know, ever since it released, almost every show we talk about it. Um, and someone finally did a study, it's a, uh, it's distilled and they wanted to see, are they getting more traffic? The cat out of the bag is that the FAQ schema, once they show up in the search results, it does actually indeed result in more traffic. A lot of people are saying, Hey, why would I want to put my schema, my FAQ up there? And they're not, then I lose the, lose the traffic and their test actually saw it, the different, it changed that. It wasn't exactly the case. Uh, so I think it's pretty interesting, and there's probably another good thing why you want to implement this. I still have not created the template for you guys. I want to like I want to get that done. Is create a template. I have some uh, pages on over the top SEO where we already implemented a uh, the, the content to support having this on there legitimately. Um, so once I make that template, I'll make that available to everyone in my face group, Facebook group, Marketing Masters. 
uh, and then um, you can you can test it out for yourself. I'll also probably do a video on just how I implemented it uh, technical wise uh, versus using the plugin. Uh, next is the art of commenting for traffic that was by CC Carter. If you guys don't know this guy, uh, everything he writes is pretty much gold. So uh, a lot of experience in the market, black and white hat he generated a lot of money for himself and for the, the companies that he's uh, affiliated with. So he is doing blog commenting. I am doing blog commenting and if that doesn't mean anything to you, then at a minimum, the fact that CC Carter is still doing blog commenting and he's getting value and traffic out of it uh, should have you revisiting the idea of doing it. Now, to summarize this, he's not telling you to go out and get, you know, fire up your scrape box again and, and blast away. But, <laughs> you know, if you filter your list and you can probably get away with that for a little bit. Uh, for tier two and tier three, but this is tier one. You want to get traffic. This is going out to blogs that are putting out great content. They have open comments and then you start engaging with them and, and leaving comments. You can get a lot of cool backlinks doing that uh, and leveraging that. Just leaving some really good comments and maybe, you know, linking to different uh, things inside of there. Uh, you'll get the backlink. Typically, it'll be no follow, but it's still going to give you a boost, and then you have the potential for getting traffic from it. Uh, versus, uh, you can also do it where you can cite references inside of your comments. Uh, this is a, an example of spam, obviously, but you can cite references inside of your comments to support your argument, uh, and that could potentially lead to traffic, especially if you're doing the um, the opposite type of post. So in this case, he's saying you can get, you can do blog commenting if the opposite type of post would be blog commenting is junk and useless for traffic. Uh, and then you go in there and show all the reasons why. And then you cite that <laughs> inside of uh, your comment on this page. Now the comment argument is made, you get the traffic from it and you kind of bounce off of it. Um, that depending the way you do that will be determined if it's going to be uh, taken off the the site but for the most part you won't have any problems with that he is promoting in this case the builder society and uh in this post you see he linked to that a lot it's a great forum uh if you guys are into that and get into it and then this traffic leaks thing is pretty interesting too i've shown this before on the show uh so check that out uh, again building society is really a post so check this out use blog comments they do work and they still are working today when done properly and then this is the uh, this is the probably the newest article. I found this on Facebook today. Just clicking around and checking and chatting with people. Is seven uh, common on page SEO mistakes and how to fix them. Uh, this is really good just to see some insight into the market and how to create a new comment and things that they're looking for. Uh, some things I will tell you that I agree with six of these and one of them I do not. Uh, long form comment I agree with. You don't need it if you don't need it why write it? <laughs> that's, that's my philosophy. Uh, over at OTT, you know, the standard is a 3,000, 5,000 word page. And I, I kind of have that argument all the time, but why the hell are we writing something that long? But, you know, obviously I lose that battle on that side a lot, but for my own, uh, in my own affiliate properties, shorter is typically better for me. That's just kind of how I do it. Um, but this one I don't agree with is following content templates. Um, 
there's calling a content plate and we're trying to build minimal viable systems. So I really don't agree with the concept of that if I use a template, that means that page is a minimum viable. I am looking to rank, let's say I'm looking to rank in Arizona, for instance, I want to rank in every city with a population over 5,000. So what are we looking at? Probably 50, 60 pages. I've only got so many uh, time, so much time in the day. Uh, I have client issues. I have family stuff. Um, and I need the minimum viable system. Meaning I need a, a template that will get me to um, what I want to rank for. So I would build a content template. Let's say I want to rank... Uh, and, and I did it. I did Tucson SEO. I built a, I built a content template with the Yuma page. You guys have seen that Yuma SEO. And then I turned that template and I turned it into Tucson and I optimized it a little bit more. And now, and you've also seen that for Tucson SEO and that's ranking number two. And then I turned that into a template for the rest of my cities. Uh, and it pops in pretty well right off from the get-go and i'm going to the google battles right now so they all popped in like five or better uh and then now they're all out and i'll wait some time and i, and I expect them all to come back probably around 10 to 15. i have just created i have a content template uh that meets the best practices for the term in the state that i'm using uh that helps me get a jump start on the rest of my seo so uh, here is saying just you know ignore content templates and use what Surfer SEO says. And, and my counter argument would be Surfer SEO is a great tool, um, but why make more work for myself if I know that this is the what I have to start again? This is where I have to start for that piece of content for that specific market. Um, and then, you know, instead of doing 10, 15, 20 changes based off of what Surfer SEO said for that keyword specific optimization, I can do it with five uh, because I used a content template. The rest of this is actually really good and uh, it'll get you uh, thinking uh, about some things that kind of just go off. And if you want to, you can actually even create a kind of a mini audit based off of that. Um, <sighs> <laughs> I've seen this before. Save your money. Uh, that's I'm not going to bad talk the guy, but you know, you, yeah, I would save your money uh, in that. I've, I've actually seen the entire course, so save your money. I don't know if he's updated it since then. Good guy, good piece of content. Just save your money in that course, is my opinion. Uh, and that's it. That's for the stories. Quick questions uh what was the facebook group again it was called marketing masters inside of facebook if you want i'll drop a um, link later actually i can just show it right here since you guys are looking at my screen facebook Right there, marketing masters. 
I need to do another cover photo for that gear. <laughs> it's horrible. All right, so this is the site where you're doing a uh, website audit on. I got this from, I made a request on my Facebook page uh, or my Facebook profile probably 11 weeks ago, 12 now. Uh, and this is one of them. There was another site I wanted to show off to you guys, but my browser crashed and then I lost it and I feel like I'm looking it back up again. Uh, but this is a pretty good one. So we're, what, they, uh, what they're trying to do is rank for Newport Plumbing uh, with their homepage and they're kind of stuck down there in the uh, bottom of the page. Typically, I would show you some SERPU results here, just looking at the H tags, et cetera. Uh, we're missing out on that today because that extension is having some issues and I feel like turning on another one. So, um, But what you want to do is go through and look at H1, H2s, H3s. Now, if you're not using a plugin to do that, how do you how do you figure that out? And the best way to do that is just highlight, looked over, and pop inspect. And what that'll do is show it right here. Another cool, you know, tidbit. I don't know if a lot of people know this, but you can actually click in here. And I'm not sure if inspect with it. Yeah, there you go. Oh, this sucks. Hit <laughs> enter and change it. Um, and you can just kind of play around with that. So I'm going to close that and refresh it. So now I know that that's H1. This is part of the the um, the header system. I think he's using the slider. Not entirely sure. Let me look at this one again. This is just a paragraph. It's not in, in H tag, so that's good. Um, let's see, Newport plumbers, that's relevant. It's a relevant term. Let's make sure, let's see if that's in the header. Uh, that's H2, so that's good, plumbers in Newport. And let's see, our services. Typically, I see this inside of H tag. Really don't want it. That's H2. Um, I would take that out. I would make this a, uh, I would use a, um, I would use a uh, font size. Uh, to make it resemble the same size as the H2, just because you know our service is just too vague. Let's look at these. Emergency plumbing, that's in the H3, that's good. So these are all you know related. Plumbing, plumbing, boilers related to plumbing, repairs related to plumbing, toilet repair related to plumbing, our process. You know, I'm even uh, guilty of this. My theme has our process in H tags. This one is too, you wanna to take that out because it's not related to what you're doing. And how can we help? This one is probably gonna be a, no. Yep, it's an H2 as well. So that would have to be changed as well. How can we help? You can change it out of the tag or actually put something relevant. And what we're doing here, what I'm doing in that process that I just went through right there, looking at those, is saying, is the outline of the page, which is essentially driven by the H tags, is the outline all congruent is it all about plumbing or is it all about newport um, or does it you know does it cover the variations or of that so emergency plumbing boiler inspection boiler repair those are variations of plumbing those are related searches to plumbing uh, so they're okay uh, but normal office hours for example this is not a uh, this is not about the website so why is it an h3 tag it should be in a font size and thing in the defense of the site owner and most site owners is theme developers use those H tags 
to normalize the thing so they don't have to rewrite it all over the time, all the time. Uh, and they can either do it with H tags, which is faster, or they can do it with class inside of CSS, uh, which takes a little bit more time because you got to write class and then the class name uh, when you're doing editing. But I make, especially if we really care about the site and we're trying to make a whole shit ton of money out of it, I make our devs switch that over to font and um, and um, font size uh, in order to do it. So they have to they have to use the class. Uh, but if you're using a template, you're going to run into that issue where that is. But you can come in here and find that inside of the um, inside of the uh, the code and maybe edit it yourself uh, inside of the classes and figure out how to uh, you know change that and make it apply to you. I would be a little bit hesitant for you to say that you did if you don't know a whole lot about coding. I get the joys of having devs at work for us. So, um, uh, but that is how you look at the uh, the H tags. Uh, we all also Newport Plumbing is the is the uh, the title tag. Uh, I think it's Emergency Plumbers in Newport, which isn't too bad, and Astro Plumbing. I would say that that might be a little bit a lot. You, you probably, um, you know, emergency response or something like that. Take a little bit of that out and, and maybe think about CTR after the Newport plumbing, just because of where you're at right now. And where I see him is uh, 11. Uh, Sir, uh, SEM Rush here has them at number eight with 390 search volume. So obviously it's their primary target where they want to go. You see they're not getting a whole lot of traffic from that. So that search volume number could potentially be wrong or just their guesstimates here are wrong too. Uh, search console will tell you that and just look at your impressions and make sure that's actually the right thing that you should be going after. Uh, my guess is that it's probably going to be. The inverse could also have more traffic plumbing Newport. So uh, check that out. We go into a core run. We look at the uh, the things that I would recommend you go for. Um, if if this is your site, by the way, just hit me up on Facebook and I'll send you all the stuff. Uh, this is the on-page things that we look at. I would caution you, like his recommendation is at 102, but that's based off of this crazy outlier in here that has 856. So when you throw in uh, that, that little thing to quote a movie the wop in a wood pile that's what that is right there um you want to look at the page one average so you don't really need to add 102 uh or you know yeah you don't need to add as much uh, as you think the 754 is recommended no i would go with probably 36 uh, this one here, same same case, 790 is recommended, but the page one average is 127, so I do the difference there. Uh, and then ultra attributes, um, it says you have, this site has four, you need five, so you just add one more, just drop one more picture on there, which is cool because you need to add a little bit of words, so that's another paragraph. You just drop another image right next to it, and you've met those two things. Uh, images and alt text, it says more you might be able to do that. Maybe a slider would help you do that or a gallery type of thing uh, in there, but it is plumbing. I mean, how sexy is plumbing really going to be for you? Uh, and, and some more H tags. Here's where you can take advantage of, in my opinion, I, I like to take advantage of those things where they're wrong, where like, you know, our services, our processes, uh, how can we help? You had a term in there, you get rid of three of those. 
Uh, and then uh, you can do the same thing with these three here. And you've already, you've covered your, um, where you need for your H tags, H1 to H6. You've, you've met that requirement and you fixed that issue of having not related H tags. Uh, let's see. And then uh, leading keywords and H tags and more. There is more actually the, uh, the sheet for this is right here. <laughs> you can see there's a, there's a crap ton more. Uh, but those are the highlights for you that I would go after. Again, if that's your site, kind of reach out to me and I'll give you that report, uh, no problem. And access in this copy of this HTML page, just kind of graphically see where everything's going. Um, but this is one I would recommend you just start off. It's probably easiest. Uh, hit the set and then add, do the same amount over and over again until you're right where you want to be. And you're not that far off. Uh, looking at backlinks, I specifically want to look at this anchor text profile. This is what I like. This is kind of how I recommend people do it is URL. There's a URL and then brand. This should always be there. The number one, two, and three uh, for your anchor text. For, I even do it on internal pages. Uh, and this is a good way to, you know, you get the branding, you get the authority and the relevance out of that, and then you don't have to worry about anchor tech over optimization, which is, you know, it is real, but um, it's not as scary as most people say. I did not compare and contrast competition to see if this 9% number is too high or too low, um, based off of where you're at right now. And, uh, and the, all the stuff that we see in this on page is really the thing that you need to address. Uh, and once that's done, uh, you know, backlinks really aren't really that much domain rating. You know, again, this is in red because it's bad uh, and it's in its way down there. So I really wouldn't mess with it. You don't need a whole lot of backlinks. There's some images stuff in here and number of links. It says number of links more, um, but you can get that pretty easily with a couple of site-wide footer links uh, if you want to try that out. And then you're looking at the referring to the names. I always look at these just to see where the power and kind of sort this by DR. Uh, and, you know, you're doing pretty good. Your average of 40 is low. I, I like to go after some more of these. So uh, if you can find some more links that have a, a DR of 40 or higher, more specifically, you want to look at your links that have a UR of 40 or higher. You can see some of these are pretty low. So if you can, you can actually boost these up. Uh, you can go into these 30s here and boost these up too as well if you want to. not even sure what this is, uh, bookmarking site. So there's an eight. You can certainly send some links to this and kind of get that DR up to match the UR to match the DR. Uh, and you'll see a lot more benefit from your backlinks. And then finally, my favorite thing to look at is page speed. You see your time to first byte actually blows. Uh, I don't know where your site is hosted at because Circlu is not working right. Let me see if it's, let's see if it brings it. That's going to bring the testing up. I don't want that. Uh, who is host? Site ground in the EU. So there's no reason that it should be that 
that. <laughs> and I tested from the UK where the target market is in the UK and there's no reason it should be that. And you look at the different views and that's pretty consistent across the board. What that tells me is there's a plugin on your site that's screwing up with your, with your first, uh, with your first bite, your start render is below three seconds, perfectly fine, perfectly normal. First content will pay perfectly fine, perfectly normal. This is screwing you up right now. Uh, so I would go in, turn on all your plugins, and then shut every last one of them off. Make, run a test, see if that goes down, and then turn them on until you find the culprit that's causing that first bite to do that. Uh, and that's typically the, uh, the first place to start. The other place is look at uh, SiteGround. Because it's on SiteGround, I don't think it's a hosting issue. I think it's a, a plugin issue on your installation. Uh, and once you find that, you're going to solve this problem really quickly. Another thing is if you look at the waterfalls, look at for the long lines, this astro plumbing image is crazy huge. Uh, I don't think you need it that big. Look at your theme, see what the minimum is, see if you can reduce that uh, and you'd be good to go. The rest of these I'm not really concerned with, but that time the first bite is horrible. So um, that's where I would correct that. And that's it. That's my side audit. If you guys have any questions, go ahead and hit me up. And I wanted to, sh I really do want to show you that site since I'm, I'm done early. Uh, let's see if I can find it. History. No, I'm not going to find it. Um, but basically what it was, was a single page site, single page website. And it was ranking number one for the target term. And I wanted to show it off as a good example of something you guys could be doing. Like this could be a single page page site. Don't even need these internal links. Turn it into single page, fix the call to actions and rank that one page. Uh, and that's essentially what was going on with that other website. It was pretty cool. And let's see. Um, oh, and I did want to look at Sitebulb. You know, I use this for technical stuff. Just like yes, if you're using Scream Frog, use it. I just like Sitebulb better because I can print out PDF reports and send it, and et cetera. Um, but you know, title tags too long. Those are really it's not really a big deal. You can actually do some great stuff with title tags that are too long. You just want to make sure that the CTR is uh, accounted for. So I would fix those, and then multiple H1 tags. That is a big deal. I don't like having them. People say it's okay. I just don't want to do it. I want to have clear, concise outline for my pages. Uh, so I removed multiple H1 tags and you can see that's a, an issue right there. And H1 length too short, that's probably the one page like the about page or something or the contact page um, that might have that. And then one meta description missing, not totally a big deal. Again, all of these the SEO stuff's not really a big deal. Security stuff I kind of look at and then canonicals, you seem the site seems to be right on, the, right on par with that. So that's good. So um, again, Site, Sitebulb. It took me probably three minutes to run a full technical audit using Sitebulb. I also use web page, uh, website auditor, uh, but I prefer that. A question in the group is what, or in the chat was what page test I recommend and it's webpagetest.org. I'll put that link in the chat and I'll put it in the comments uh, so you guys can have it. Do not use GT metrics. GT metrics gives you this time, which is not for your users and is not for SEO. So if you're optimizing for this time, the full load time or the document complete time, you're wasting your time. 
uh, do not use page speed or ping them. Use that if you want to know first consensual paint time. That's what ping them will show you. What your users can use it, uh, when your users can actually use your website. That's what ping them is good for. Uh, and stay away from page speed uh, insights if you can. Uh, at the at the end of the day, I think that tool is a waste of time. Uh, and this program here was actually you know, supported by Google when they developed it and it's still supported by all of these people and all these techno nerds can't be that wrong uh, if they're all you know, contributing to this, this tool in itself, right? People smarter than us developed the damn thing and it works. Uh, the Google tool is, you know, it's, it's just, it's flawed in so many ways that you're, you're optimizing for something that you really uh, shouldn't have to. And that's that. Uh, I showed you all this stuff. So I think we're good here. Can I stop sharing the screen? All right. So if you guys have any questions about the audit, um, again, go ahead and ask if you, or any other questions. I got 10 more minutes on the calendar before I uh, call it a day. Uh, Steve Buchanan said he just ran uh, his website hosted on SiteGround on my first flight was 239. That is also slow. I would look, again, that's probably, if it's a WordPress site, I always start, especially with SiteGround sites, I look at uh, WordPress plugins. Um, and those typically are the ones that kick it in. Uh, that slow that, that first bite down a little bit. 249, I, I kind of like being in the 049. That would be like optimal. Um, so I would, again, check out plugins. And then if it's a plugin, 249 is not horrible. Uh, look at all your competition. If you're still your first bite, still fashion, and then, then you're still good. Um, and, and so you could probably move on with something else. It, it, page speed at, at this point is really a pride thing. I want to have it fast uh, so my users can use it fast and I can convert better at the end of the day. That's really what that what I was talking about. All right. I don't see any more questions. Uh, Susie says thank you, and you are most welcome. Hopefully everyone got something out of this uh, today. Again, my audits, quote unquote audits, they're not, you know, they give some great ideas, but it's putting some of the quick data pieces together and saying, what am I going to do uh, now to fix it? Um, you know, are you going to rank number one with one of my free audits that I'm giving away? Uh, <laughs> probably not, uh, but I'll at least give you uh, something a little bit closer. And, and again, if your site is picked, uh, you reach out to me and I will give you all the data for them as well and come up with your own solutions. And I hope that you uh, learn some from a little bit more. And another question, why don't you put in a course, website, order technical SEO stuff? I Two things I wanted to do this year, and I announced it uh, early in the year, well, three, was bring SEO this week back. I did it. Um, get some software created and I created two pieces of software. One's like raw. It's like alpha. Uh, and the other one is actually really like, it's the only thing missing is me getting it from the dev and putting a funnel together. Uh, and then the third thing was actually starting and doing a course. And here's what I want. I want to do the course. I really do. And I think 
I have a brand name for it. I'm, you know, I have the platform to, to put it together, but I don't want to do a course that teaches such things that um, could get you in trouble and not like I'm going to get you sent to jail. I just don't want to do things that are going to create a uh, position where you were be susceptible for a, uh, a penalty. And everyone knows I wear a black hat and I have some things that I do that I'm okay with. Like, you know, whatever it's an affiliate site, I can make a new one and just blast the hell out of it with seer, um, X rumor comment, spam, etc. Um, so, and people, when they, when I hear if, if, and when they hear that I create a course and that might be an expectation, I really just don't want to let anyone down. So, um, I, I'm still balancing that out. Uh, and I, I know that two things are going to happen. One, I am going to create a course and hopefully I get it done by the end of the year. And two, I want to create a companion book, uh, to go along with it. And I just need time. And I don't have a whole lot of that right now. So that's the plan. So thank you for that question, Susie. I hope you, hopefully that answers everyone's questions. I, I, everyone wants me to do a course. People have been asking me for like years. Dory Friends still telling me, hey, build a damn course so we can promote it. Uh, and I just haven't done it yet. Uh, at the long story short, those are the reasons why. Uh, next question is from Scott Rogers. Best one page uh, site builder, WP or HTML? Good question. There is a video online. Uh, if you look it up from Mark Martin, he uses, it's a mass page builder and he builds sites and they figured out a way to take, you build a site in WordPress, for example, here's your template site. You can even do a uh, local host on your computer and then export that information straight into HS3 as a HTML page. So depends on the amount of work you want to do really at the end of the day is your question. I would, um, if you're just going to do one pagers, create, put a, the template on your computer in a local host, uh, make your edits and stuff, boom, sp and then spit it out and then install that on uh, to WordPress and you have a new site up and running in probably 30 minutes. You know, that's taking time to redirect, install WordPress, update the new files, boom, it's live. Uh, and you can do the same thing with HTML. If you're better at HTML, like Brad Mayberry, uh, he prefers HTML over WordPress because it's what he's done. It's what he knows. I, I prefer WordPress over HTML because I'm code retarded. Like I can read it, I can break it, but I can't build it from scratch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, and, and Brad is good at HTML. So if you're good at HTML and you can hammer those out, then I would go for it. Uh, I cheat. I use mass page builders. I use uh, authority stacks, which is, you know, I take an HTML template, throw some shortcodes in there and boom, it knocks it all out. Um, there's another one coming out soon. It's called Traffic Factory based off authority stacks. They just made some new versions to it. That's being released soon. Uh, Mark Martin has his mass page builder, same concept. So there's, there's plenty of tools uh, with either platform that you want to use. Um, HTML is faster. But then you you know it's HTML. So I was going to create an entire site just purely off of HTML, but I just didn't want to work <laughs> with with editing and you know updating the code and changing and adding blog posts and all that other stuff. I was like, man, I just inviting more work for myself. And I don't really don't have the time for that. So um, 
that's just what it is. We prefer and we like WordPress. So hopefully that answers your question, Scott. And with that, uh, I want to be respectful of your time. We did it much faster than last week. So this whole you know news and audit thing is actually working out. We got a lot of positive responses uh, in the groups, etc. Again, if you um, want to join my Facebook group, it's uh, Marketing Masters. Just sign up. Pretty much let everyone in unless it's obvious you're a group spammer. Um, and uh, I will try to put out some more information in there. And then we uh, have an update on the POP uh, Cora new chat group that thing is in beta now we've they've the guys have android working and i believe the iphone app is working now too so it should not be that much longer uh, where they transition out of that skype group into uh the uh their um their platform i'm not a part of that um but i'll be there uh, and they'll be sponsoring uh, this show as well and in exchange i just get to hang out with their crew for free so that's cool um let's see and last question then i'll leave it ever use thrive off our architect and if so any thoughts i had access to it um i use it uh a, a little bit but you know it's kind of got into a uh, a a habit of just sticking with visual basic uh web wp baker is what it's called now uh, and i use that uh, pretty much exclusively just because i know and like it uh, the other one I want to test out is Oxygen. I've had a license to that since it was released. I think they're on version three now. I just haven't built a site with it. Um, so my course website might be built with it or Elementor. Um, so I just want to see the difference. I know Elementor is bloated. WP or Bakery was bloated at, at some time too. There are both of those platforms that do some stuff to fix it. And, and Oxygen is pretty fast too. So uh, the only thing missing with Oxygen is that they don't have a lot of site templates out right now. Um, and basically that's because Oxygen is a paid for builder versus WP Bakery. You can, there's like the free versions, right? Or, or uh, Elementor is just free. So, um, but you know, you know, those are the ones I, I want to try out. So uh, where are the links people? Thumbs up. <laughs> appreciate that Susie uh yeah six likes um again love me or hate me engagement is engagement so you can do whatever you want you know ups or downs I don't care <laughs> with that I'd like to thank you very much for watching SEO this week episode 132 I'll see you tomorrow on SEO Fight Club I have no idea what the hell we're talking about but we'll be there tomorrow uh at, at SEO Fight Club and thank you very much for watching bye everybody